We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. What is up, Thunder fans? Here's your boy Taylor Peterson, a.k.a. You may know me on Twitter as at Taylor underscore P15. We're going to do a little post-game podcast tonight. Um, I am joined not by another uncontested member, not even by another human, in fact, but my main basketball-watching homie, Rumble. No, not the Thunder mascot. My uh, gear and a half, I guess now, old Beagle. Yeah, he uh he's just chilling here, laying down on this Friday night. I'm so pretty pumped from this thunder win, four in a row, two in a row on the back to back. It's a really, really, really good one. You guys might hear a little bit of music in the background. I'm kind of on my uh my Rob Perez Worldwide Wob on Twitter. He likes to do this on his Periscope. I always think it's a really cool idea. You know, we're trying to get you guys some more content when it comes to. Uh, these post-game pods, and but we're doing them solo, so it's kind of cool to put our own little twist on it. And if you guys follow me on Twitter, you guys know I'm really big into music. So uh, I thought I'd play a little bit of jams in the background, you know, uh, on this Friday night and, and uh, kind of give it a little twist. So, uh, you know, you might hear some new stuff like the Swiss Beats album, the Metro Boomin' album, the Vince Staples album. But right now, I'm actually playing some uh, Die Young by Roddy, Roddy Rich. Uh, that's the song that Russ was walking into today, and so I thought it was appropriate. He also played it on one of his uh, Snapchat stories preseason. Uh, so he likes it. He got the win. The Brody's back. The Thunder are back. Four-game win streak. Thought I'd play a little Die Young for you guys start kick things off. Anyways, let's jump into this, try and get through this, knock this out really quick. So I'm kind of liking this whole uh, the ball going in the basket thing that the Thunder started to try to do. Uh, it seems to really be working. 
138 points is the second most in regulation in franchise history. Now the most was 148 against the Cavs last year, and then the Sonics, if you count that. I don't know if we do, but 155 is the record for the Sonics. The Thunder won. Let's see if I can get my stats pulled up here. 134 to 111. Really exciting stuff. Uh, stat lines, Paul George had 17-4-7, but he did shoot 6-12 from the, from the field. Kind of got off to a slow start. Jeremy Grant had a monster game. 22 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists on 9 of 11 field goals. Yes, he only missed 2 shots. That's pretty incredible. We had plus minuses later, but uh, his has to be through the roof. Steven Adams, 15 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist. He's got a lingering injury. He uh, only played 23 minutes, mainly because of the blowout, which was nice, because I think he needs that rest. But his calf kind of flared up again. He just doesn't really look like himself. Tiefer got nine points. Uh, hit a couple three-pointers. Actually, hit three three-pointers. There was three shots of the night. He was three of five, and actually those were all from the three-point line. So that was good to see from him. He had one rebound, two assists. The Brody, 23 points, only three rebounds. 12 assists. He was 10 of 16. He's been super efficient. Uh, we got Noel with 9.7 rebounds. P-Pat, 8 points, 5 rebounds. Still finding that role off the bench to be really, really good for him. It's really exciting to see. He's kind of starting to find his place. Abrines was still hot from 3. He uh, only had 8 points tonight. He was 25 last night, but was 3 of 8 from 3. Big Ham, 7 points, 4 rebounds. You might have saw me tweeting today on the uh, uncontested Twitter handle, but I at one point, Changed the name to uh, the official fan account of the of Hamadou Diallo. Uh, we're, we're big, big Ham fans here at the Uncontested. And then finally, maybe the biggest spark on the bench was Dennis Schroeder with 16 points, 6 assists, 5 rebounds, 6 of 11 from the floor. Looked like Russell Westbrook Jr. out there. It was really exciting. So let's just go ahead and dive in, into it here. I wanted to uh, kind of go through the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, and then kind of give my overall points before we do a really quick preview for the upcoming game uh, against the Pelicans on Monday, which will be a really big one, assuming AD is healthy. So the first quarter, first thing I have here is that we have the same starters. And I'm not going to read the Billy Donovan quotes on this. He was asked about the same starters. If I did, we would be here for an, an hour-long podcast like our Sunday pods, and that's not the purpose of these post-game pods. So I'm just going to kind of hit the highlights of it. If you guys want to read it all, you can go to Brett Dawson's account. You can go to uh, Eric Horn's Twitter account, and they have transcribed those for you guys. But essentially what Billy was saying is he's, he didn't want to disrupt the chemistry. Really liked having Abrinas' points off the bench. Um, he was very. He, he did acknowledge uh, Alex's improvements on the defensive end this season, how exciting that is. But at the same time, he said he really loves, <laughs> you know, let me know if you've heard this before, but uh, T. Ferg's length, versatility, athleticism, <laughs> the Presti mold. He really likes that in that first unit, causing, you know, disrupting uh, when it comes to steals, turnover, or forcing turnovers, etc. Um, basically, he was just making excuses because he wants T. Ferg's confidence to continue to stay high. And he, for whatever reason, feels like he can't take him out of that starting unit. Um, and I, I do get that. And it is nice to have that spark off the bench. Um, the Thunder have always been like that, except when it came to Carmelo. But um, regardless, it's really cool to see Abrinas, uh shooting well still and to see him getting some time with the starters. So the game started off. Kind of looked ugly. I think at one point uh, the Wizards were up 
up like by 10, I think, in the first quarter, early on in the first quarter. Dwight Howard's first game back, he comes back five for five. He was five of five in the first seven minutes. And then, you know, around the same time, we started to get going. Um, the people who you didn't think that would get going did. For example, Jeremy and T Ferg. Uh, Jeremy Grant and T Ferg started four of four from the three point line. Jeremy was four of four from the field in the first, which is really exciting. That kind of really gave us a spark. It was a crazy first quarter. If you guys saw me tweeting, I tweeted I can barely keep up because there's just so much going on, and which was uh, really cool and really fun, but also a little worrisome. Thunder shot 15 to 25 from the field, 5 of 7 from 3, which was awesome to see. Uh, guys outside of Alex Sabrina's were actually hitting three-pointers, you know, like the long shots, uh, not the ones in the paint, but the, the long ones. And the round ball was going in the – the round sphere was going into the, uh, the round – <laughs> the round hoop, I guess you could say. Uh, it, it was really exciting. The Thunder were actually making three-point shots. So then the second quarter happens. Uh, well, I guess I should say, Stephen Adams apparently went back to the locker room after he went out, got a little more treatment on the, those calves. He was he came back, was riding the bike, actually came back in the game, looked okay, but it's it's apparent that those calves are still kind of bothering Steve. And uh, that's a little worrisome, but we'll, we'll get into that at the end. Second quarter happens. Those open looks at Thunder have been generating all season. We've been talking about it. Russ comes back. He's generating opening shots for his teammates. Shooter's been generating open shots for his teammates. Guess what? They continue to fall. When it rains, it pours, but tonight it was in a good way. So Paul George is on the board. Comes in with about two minutes. Or it, he, So he hadn't scored uh, the entire game until about two minutes left in the half which is a crazy, crazy set. Paul George had not scored until about two minutes left in the half, and the Thunder were already up 20. It was just a ridiculous, extremely fun two quarters. Thunder were up 79 to 50 at half. Jeremy, he had a huge game. 15 points, uh, three rebounds, three assists at the half. Steven, even though he was injured, still had 15 points, three rebounds. Russ also had 15. This is kind of cool because 15 is my number. If you guys follow me on social media, you know that. Uh, long story there that I'll get into some other time on the uncontested, but uh, my number's 15. So uh, Jeremy has 15. Steven has 15. Russ has 15. Only one rebound, but nine assists. Almost has a double-double at half. It was a super balanced bench effort. I mean, I could go down that line, but it, it would just take too much time because everybody really contributed. Super exciting to see. We'll get into that at the end. Thunder shot 30 of 48 from the field, which is 62.5%, 22 team assists. And per the Thunder, that's the most points ever in a half. And this is just the fifth time in Thunder history that OKC has led by 29 plus at halftime per the Thunder. So that's really exciting stuff. It was a huge half. And from there, it just kind of continued. Although we get into the third quarter, it looked like the Thunder kind of took off the gas. Um, we're a little less motivated being up, you know, almost by 30. Uh, next thing you know, it's like a 19-point game. They kind of lost some initiative midway through the third, and then the Wizards got in the bonus, so you kind of saw that the the fouls continue to uh, pile up. First half, it wasn't bad at all, but if you guys have watched the previous games of the Thunder, which I'm sure you have, there's been a lot of fouls this season. Thunder is still trying to adjust to these new roles, and that was no different uh, in the third quarter tonight, but it was different overall, which is really good to see. So Wizards got in the bonus in the third quarter. Uh, one exciting thing is PG just start, did start to kind of get going there um, he hit the 10,000 career point mark for his career which is big time uh, I know he's streaky he's been ridiculously streaky for us but believe it or not this guy's an all-time scorer it's really exciting um, and I think once if he can get this foot healthy which I'm sure he will be able to I mean he's playing through this and still putting up great numbers he's still contributing even besides his shooting um, 
there's a lot to be excited about when it comes to PG, and I think he's barely even scratched the surface of his true potential, his true scoring potential. And I think come into the season, uh, we're going to be shocked by how much he's putting up, how many points he's putting up. But anyways, he hit the 10,000 career point mark, which is really, really cool, really exciting. Another point I wanted to make, Truder looked solid. He brought in some great minutes off the bench. He's being aggressive. He's being explosive, driving to the hole. We saw this last night as well. And what he's doing is he's, he's generating shots for others. He's, he's creating these open shots for others. And tonight they were still falling. So when they're falling like they are tonight and Russell Westbrook sits on the bench, you have a guy like Dennis Schroeder who can come in and can contribute like that, can continue to push the pace, continue to push the ball, find the open shooter. And not only that, but he can finish at the rim. He can draw fouls. That's so huge for this team. It's something we haven't had since really Reg Reggie Jackson. And before that, James Harden. Um, even like in the first half, um, Russ sat, John, and you know, uh, they, they, they get up, the Thunder are up by quite a bit. John Wall comes back in because the Wizards are struggling. They need some sort of spark. Kind of reminded me of the Thunder last season, right? The Thunder would struggle. Billy would instantly throw Russ back in a little, little too quickly in the second quarter. Not because, like, not, not, criticizing Billy on that, but because he had to, because the Thunder were falling apart when Russ sits in the, in the uh, whenever Russ sits in general. That's kind of what it seemed like for the Wizards tonight. So John Wall comes back out, and typically you would think, okay, we need to throw Russ in. We need to throw Russ in to go head-to-head -head with him. He killed John Wall all game. It was super exciting to see. But typically when Russ sits and that starting point guard comes back in, Russ would have to come back in to guard him. That wasn't the case tonight. Shooter was able to, to hang with him. I'm not saying he did as good of a job as Russ on him, but he it's still... It's a big deal because Russ is able to sit. He's able to get some rest. We don't have to rely so heavily uh, on Russ anymore. And uh, that's kind of a theme this season, it seems like, because even the starters tonight, I was worried they are going to have to come back in the fourth because the league got down to 19. But that really wasn't the case, uh, which is really exciting. So... Shooter looked really solid, and then uh, Fred Katz, you know, he's he's covering the Wizards now. He was an old uh, beat writer for the Norman Transcript for the Oklahoma City Thunder, um, then went <laughs> this summer a couple different places, but ultimately ended up with the Wizards and the uh, for the for covering the Wizards for the Athletic. And per his tweet, the Wizards only had 18 rebounds through three quarters. Meanwhile, Thunder only missed 18 total shots. That's pretty exciting, especially considering our our shooting woes that we've had um, as of late. So that's that's huge. So the fourth quarter, I don't have a whole lot of points. Mainly I'm going to jump into our overall points here, but the couple points I do have that I want to make, um, there's a quote that I heard from Doris Burke, who was uh, commentating on the game. And uh, Abrians had just shot, I think for, he, he made one of his shots, one of his threes. Then he came down a couple of sessions later, shot another three, and it just kind of you know rimmed in and out. It was a really good shot. Didn't go in, but... But Doris Burke says he, as in Abrinas, looked so confident taking that shot, though. And then they started to get into how the Thunder have struggled from the three-point line but look so much more confident today. And a lot of that has to do with Abrinas. And what that does, it, it opens the floor for Dennis and for Russ to set up these, these other players uh, like PG and P-Pad and Jeremy Grant, who was incredible tonight, and Alex Abrinas, and even Terrence Ferguson, who hit three three-pointers tonight. Um, when Abrinas and some of these other shooters are making those shots, it opens the floor so much for them. And not only can Russ, you know, and Schroeder kick out and create open shots, but they obviously can drive to the rim. They can do what each of them do best, which is driving to the rim, blowing by defenders, and Russ finishes at the rim or he draws a foul, and there's just hardly anybody that can stop him, not even John Wall. 
and that's really, really huge for this team. And that was something I noticed, something I want to get into a little bit. And so it's really exciting to see Abrinas get going, seeing him so confident, even on his misses. Even I, The same could be said for Ferg. I think he's been looking uh, a little more confident. Not that I'm still super high on T Ferg, but uh, I still feel that them taking those shots in confidence and making some of these is huge for this team. The only other point I have for the fourth quarter is that Grant got lots of backup center minutes in the fourth with the bench unit, and he looked so dominant. I mean, he looked great the entire game, but man, that fourth quarter, he just started to take over again, and, and that was really, really cool to see. I, I, I love Noel, and he played great tonight as well, but it would be cool to kind of see Grant continue to get some of these, these starting five minutes because that's when he was best uh, last season, obviously, rather than being that stretch four. However, he did a really good job of that today. And I just I hope that shot continues, that outside shot continues to improve. But he's so dominant down low. After kind of a rusty first couple games of the season, it's really cool to kind of see him continue where he left off last season, where after watching those first couple games, we were a little concerned that that maybe wasn't going to be the case, that he was going to have to work his way back in. But now, you know, we're eight games into the season. We're four and four, which is super exciting and big. Um, and Jeremy Grant looks huge. Um, so that's that's really exciting. I hope to see him get a couple more of those backup, backup center minutes. So finally, it just kind of has some overall points I want to touch on for heading into the big game against the blazing hot New Orleans Pelicans. I guess they've cooled down a little bit since their hot start to the season, mainly because uh, Anthony Davis had that elbow injury or whatever, but that's irrelevant at this point. Um, so a couple of those points, defense has been awesome. The The Thunder lead the league in steals and forced turnovers. League, uh, heading into tonight, the Thunder uh, tweeted and posted on Instagram all that fun, cute stuff about um, the Thunder. They lead in turnovers um, and also for or forced turnovers. Excuse me. They're forcing the most turnovers in the league. And most importantly, they lead the league in steals. We saw that last season when uh, when Andre was was help was healthy and uh, and him and PG were out there just you know killing the league so the fact that we're doing this without dre with dre being hurt it's huge that we're still able to keep up this defensive intensity has been huge um to back those points up tonight we had 13 forced turnovers tonight or excuse me 13 steals tonight and 18 forced turnovers um that's huge that is huge for this team um, if they continue to play with that intensity, that leads to bucks on the other end. And we all know how dynamic and how good this team is when they are running in transition and pushing the pace like Billy and the team has preached all preseason, all early this season. It's finally starting to pay off. And when these outside shots are falling, on top of that, uh, this team is, is up there with some of the best, which is really exciting to see. So Russ is rebounding. Something really interesting to me that I've noticed over the past four games, and excuse me, it's a post-game pod. Um, if this were a Sunday pod, I would have gone back to all four games that Russ played, looked up all of his rebounds, but I was trying to get this out as soon as possible. Um, you know, it's a, it's a quick post-game pod, so I didn't want to go all the way back, but just the past two games, like tonight, for example, Russ only had three rebounds. Um, he did end up having eight last night, which is a lot for a point guard, obviously, but we're used to Russell Westbrook grabbing 15 rebounds a night, which is just absurd. But my point in all this is Russ's efficiency as Rose, obviously his shot efficiency, but also his player plus minus. And I think this overall is a good thing for him, not grabbing quite as many rebounds. Look, I'm not going to go back on my words. I, 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 the past two seasons, um, I was the biggest advocate for Russ grabbing those rebounds and pushing in transition. Um, I was the one, you know, I was like Antonio Daniels fighting 
um, Colin Cowher and the Skip Baylesses of the world talking about how Russell Westbrook still rebounds. That wasn't the case. That was the game plan, right? For him to grab that rebound, push it in transition, and, and push it up the floor. That's when the Thunder are the best. However, this season, I think the reason that those rebounding numbers are lower is because he doesn't have to do that anymore. He has players who can grab that rebound, who either kick it out to him already down the court, or now that we have a guy like Dennis Schroeder, we're seeing him and Russ actually play minutes together as well. And you're seeing uh, guys like that, or you know, maybe a Steven Adams or a Jeremy Grant or a Noel or a fill in the blank, grabbing these rebounds, kicking it to Schroeder, and next thing you know, something we haven't seen from Russ, he's already down the floor. He's so fast, so explosive. He's already down the floor. He's catching an outlet pass. He's already driving to the floor. And I think this that makes this team so much more dangerous, and it's really, really exciting. Um, so I wouldn't be too concerned when you see these numbers and you know Russ isn't dropping triple doubles or doesn't average triple double this season. I think that might actually be for the best here. Now, don't get me wrong. There's something I love more than seeing Russ grab the rebound and go coast to coast. But when he has these players that are getting out in transition like this or even can grab the rebound and go and, and handle the ball, PG's been doing a lot of that. He's been bringing the ball up a lot more, which is really cool to see. Um, this team's just so dynamic and makes them, makes them more dangerous for sure. So um, tonight, just some crazy plus minus numbers. They're really good across the board. Paul George was a plus 14. Jeremy Grant was a plus 13. Steven Adams was a plus 12. T. Ferg was a minus 3. But I will say he did get some solid minutes overall, although I just would still love to see Alex in that starting lineup. And uh, then, you know, seeing Diallo come in and just hustling like he does and getting those boards and playing so hard and getting some of those dunks. I mean, he just, in my opinion, I think third is our third. <laughs> Ferg would be third in that wing lineup. To Terrence Ferguson's credit, he hit those shots tonight. Um, he did play, again, some some good defense. So um, he was a minus three tonight. Russ was a plus 10. Noel, plus seven. P-Pat was a plus 19. Um, Alex Sabrinas was a game high, plus 27. Big Ham, Hamadou Diallo, I just talked about him, was a plus eight. Um, and then Dennis Schroeder was a plus 14. So, you know, you can't. Plus minuses can be kind of deceiving sometimes, but tonight I don't think they were because that's how efficient the team was. That's the shot selection that they took, the open shots that they got. They're all falling. Um, those are just crazy numbers and really, really exciting to to see. So finally, um, oh, I was going to uh, Stephen and PG's injury. Just going to touch on that a little bit. You have. Steven, uh, I talked about that. He went out in the after he after he got subbed out in the, at the end of the towards the end of the first quarter. He went back to the locker room. He comes back out. He's on the bike trying to keep warm, which is not unusual. But Eric Horn tweeted out that he was kind of getting some treatment on that calf. So obviously he's still not completely healthy. And I think that's kind of shown the past couple games, especially last night. Tonight he looked fine, and uh, and that's a, one really nice thing is he's still able to get some of this rest um, when these when the team's playing so well, when these subs can come in, the second unit comes in and play so well, he can kind of rest those injuries. And then hopefully come Monday against, you know, uh, assuming Anthony Davis plays, we're going to have a healthy Steven. So that's something to at least monitor is, is Steven's health moving forward. And then obviously PG, he talked about having a quote-unquote dead foot last night, which basically some uh, nerve issue in his, in his left foot. I believe it was his right leg that he injured. Maybe I have those flip-flopped. Regardless, it's the opposite leg that he snapped in half. Um, and he just kind of gave some really good perspective last night after the Charlotte game saying that basically um, – you know, he's had the worst injury in all sports and he's not going to let a, a dead nerve in his foot stop him from playing, which is a great point, And that's really good. It's good. It's not a serious injury, but it kind of has shown he hasn't looked 
quite as explosive or quick. Um, you know, he he's streaky and he can get going with his shots still, but and he's doing things on the the, uh, the defensive side. He's playing, still playing solid defense, and he's grabbing the boards, which is huge for this team. But he still just just uh, doesn't quite seem himself. So that's something to monitor. Um, obviously, we wouldn't want, to, want, want him to miss any time, but something to keep an eye on. And I've been I've been preaching all pod, I feel like, about the second unit. You know, the, the bench unit, they continue to come off and be come off the bench and be so huge for us. Um, and they're not only maintaining these leads, but they're building on them. That's something we haven't had in so long. Um, the bench combined for 48 points tonight, if I did my math right. Um, <laughs> assuming I did, they combined for 48 points tonight, which is just huge. Uh, Thunder have rarely had that in the, in the past, which, and I, I mentioned Schroeder being a big part of that. You know, he pushes the ball, he finds his open teammates, generates those great looks, just like Russ does, to be completely honest. Uh, not quite to the level that Russ does, but regardless, it's still really exciting, really big for this team. And I think Schroeder's still just a completely underrated ac uh, acquisition by the Thunder, uh, summer acquisition for the Thunder that a lot of the national media still haven't realized, and I hope they do by the end of the season because I think he's a key to this team, continue to succeed and, uh, and going far. So finally, the last thing I have here, the Thunder finally made their outside, outside shots this game. I mentioned that to start the game off. They're 15 of 32 tonight from three. They were nearly 50%. You know, if they had taken two less three-pointers, um, and assuming they still made those 15, that, that's 50% on the night, which is just ridiculous, uh, particularly after being such a poor three-point shooting team heading into tonight. Uh, only eight made threes last night. I thought they made a lot more than that, but I guess I was just drinking all the Alex Marinas Kool-Aid. You know, obviously Alex made a lot of those, but that still is so huge for this team, even last night. They only made eight three-pointers, but they still opened the floor up so much more for Russ and Schroeder and even PG. You know, that gets him open shots, starts to get him going, starts to get his shot going. Um, and, you know, it just creates so much more space for the, for Russ and Schroeder and even PG when he drives to the hole um, and to distribute from there if they don't have an open shot. So, yeah, I think that's kind of all I have on tonight. It's a really, really fun game. Huge win on the back-to-back. You know, this is kind of a, a game that I thought could be a trap game where the Thunder go in against this team who's one and whatever they were, one and six, and they come out motivated. They have a Dwight Howard, just like we saw at the beginning of the game. You know, he goes five for five. They're all pumped up. Um, the Thunder on the second half of back-to-back, they're tired. I thought this could be a trap game where we lose this one. And, you know, I, I was going to be okay with that because – it's the second half of back-to-back, -back, like I mentioned, and it happens, right? They can go home. Uh, they can get, get that win against the Pelicans, and they, they still got one of these wins on the road, which is huge. But no, they come out, and they just absolutely dominate start to finish. Really, really exciting. So like I mentioned, we have the Pelicans on Monday. That's a big game, considering that Anthony Davis is healthy. One thing to mention on that game that I mentioned earlier in this podcast is AD has been out with a elbow injury. And the reason I know this is because he's on my fantasy team, and I'm a, I'm a little upset from that standpoint. But you know what? If it comes to my Thunder, I don't care if my fantasy team loses the rest of the games here on out. I just want my Thunder to win, obviously. Thunder up. So uh, we'll see AD status. I would assume with, with two days coming up here that even if he rests another game, I don't know what who, how, much, how many more games the Pelicans play before then, but I would assume that he would play against the Thunder. Regardless, though, he did try and play here a couple games ago on that elbow, and he still wasn't 100%. He set out against Portland last night. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's still not 100%. That could be a big thing going to this game for the Thunder. Um, 
but regardless, New Orleans has been solid. You know, they have Randall, they have, is it Miratic, who uh, is their solid three, their big man who can shoot outside. That's going to be a little worrisome. Um, we're going to have to have, you know, they're going to try and stretch out our, bring our, bring, stretch the floor and bring our big men um, out, out on the floor, out, out on the wing. Um, and that could be a problem, particularly when you have, you know, dynamic scorers down low like AD, or you have ball handlers like Drew Holiday who can drive to the floor. So this is going to be a really fun one. I'm really excited to follow this one. But like we were talking about in the Slack tonight, really think the Thunder can pull this off um, if they continue to play like they were. Another thing that worries me a little bit about this game is we have two nights, or excuse me, two days of rest in between. So, you know, typically that's a good thing, but when you have a team as hot as the Thunder, two days off can kind of halt that momentum a little bit. But regardless, if the Thunder can continue to hit these outside shots, I have no doubt that Russ is going to show up. Um, I have no doubt that even PG on a stinking dead foot or whatever the heck you want to call it, he can still hit those shots. Um, he'll, he'll still get going. So I don't know. I'm really excited about this game. It's going to be a really fun one. Another really good test for this Thunder team. Then the schedule kind of weakens again. Thunder can get a couple more shots. Uh, or, excuse me, a couple more uh, easier games. Uh, some wins under their belts kind of get rolling here and before the season starts to get a little harder. So this is really exciting stuff. I'm really excited after watching this team after two days. Um, so yeah, that's all I got. Uh, so be on the lookout. We have a really, really big pod dropping tomorrow morning. Jacob, Thunder Mob, got the chance to talk to Mayor Holt today and uh, kind of have a one-on-one with him. With a lot of our guys being out of town, and then Comair was was wasn't able to attend today, so it was just Jacob. We're really appreciative of him uh, still being able to make that happen because this is a really big thing for us. Uh, Mayor Holt was awesome. I had a chance to listen to the pod uh, beforehand before he dropped it, and it's just so much great content. You guys definitely want to want to be able to uh, listen to that. Definitely keep your eyes open for that. Please share it, retweet it, all the above, and then please do the same for this one as well. If you guys are enjoying this, go on to iTunes, give us a five-star rating. I know it seems stupid, redundant, like it's not a big deal, whatever, but it really is. This helps us a lot. Um, you know, we're so appreciative of you guys and your early support. You know, our, our podcast has really taken off here in, the, in our early beginnings, and we're really excited about that. It's all because of you guys and your sharing and, um, you know, all of, all of your guys' contributions as well. So um, thank you guys for following along. Thank you guys for listening to me rant after a very fun, exciting game. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow with Mayor Holt. And then we'll have another uh, kind of week roundup and uh, looking at the Week Ahead podcast coming up. Probably on Sunday, possibly Monday. So keep your eyes open for that as well. Until then, Thunder, uh, four in a row. You already know. See ya. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.